You are listening to Personal Branding Exposed with Megan McNeil. Each episode will explore different areas of personal branding and how you can build, maintain, and leverage off your own personal brand. Here's your host, Megan. Welcome to Personal Branding Exposed. And this evening, I have Eric. I've got Eric Music, who is in Canada. So he he fares from where my fine husband and we're going to be chatting a bit about everything that Eric does because he is one very busy man. We met um, as part of a mastermind group and it was just a weekly call basically. First thing in the morning for me so roles reversed a little bit tonight and um, yeah he was a big part of starting my business and supporting me and I have just seen him grow from strength to strength and he also started his podcast The Subscription Box at the same time Personal Branding Exposed time started but I think we're on about episode 33 here tonight and you're on what episode are you on Eric? Uh, yesterday was episode 118. Yeah so he's a little <laughs> bit ahead just a little bit. So Eric thank you so much for joining me how are you? I'm fantastic thanks for having me this is gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So Eric talk to us a little bit about what you were doing in high school. You're probably you didn't think oh I'm gonna have a podcast and a subscription box business and you also have a wedding business as well which is obviously not as big at the moment because of COVID but what was 15 year old Eric thinking he was going to do? Oh my goodness um, I just want to have some kind of job where I can pay my bills that's probably what I was thinking. Yeah, that's, I've never been asked that. That's a great question because I think if I'm not your typical entrepreneur, uh, if, for those who might have heard my story, it's it's not those typical, um, I grew up having the lemonade stands and that kind of thing. I was just wanted to have a job where I could pay some bills. I, I was that ambitious. That's where my level was. Um, but yeah, I would have to say, um, man, my 15 year old self would say, this is crazy. I would have, I could have never predicted what has happened to me now, I guess. So that's interesting you say that because when I hear entrepreneur I I often think well that's not me because I didn't have baseball stickers that I was selling lemonade stand etc but um, at one point my mom thought I was going to leave university and not finish because I preferred working I just preferred making money Um, I love learning don't get me wrong but being confined to a desk and having to write reports and stuff wasn't my idea of fun but I liked working yeah, same. I, I, I grew up on a farm, so I have a super blue collar. I actually quit high school. I actually quit college after. So, I mean, I'm a I'm a born kind of like a quitter. <laughs> That's how my trajectory was going for for the longest time. And then um, I did go back to high school to finish. I figured, you know, I could at least do that. And then I did go to college for one year, but I did quit that as well. And I went back to working into a farm. That was my uh, trajectory, literally was uh, and nothing against farm thing. It's just um, that's that's where my head was at. And then um it, it took, you know what it was actually was an MLM was, uh, I was introduced to an MLM of all things. Um, and I'm not going to get into the weeds into that, but what it did introduce me to that did not work out. I also quit that. So what, but it, what it did do Megan is that introduced me to books and, and personal development and that kind of thing. And it was one of those books. I think the first one I remember reading that really stuck was the magic of thinking big. And that one was a book that opened my eyes to a whole new world of like, Oh my goodness, I was never taught this stuff. Like what, what is this? world right um but then i i quit that too and went back to working another job for 15 years so again i don't have the normal trajectory of most people <laughs> i think that's really important though because you you just don't know what you like until you give a load of things a try oh 100 and i'm 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 older in my 
my my career now. I'm 39 as uh, as we're doing this. So I think some people are late bloomers. I always consider myself a late bloomer, and um, that's okay. You don't uh, you don't have to be that young whippersnapper um, go getter right at 20. If it comes later on in life and you just have to go through some stuff before, that's 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 fine because that's that's my type. That's where um, you know learning from the school of hard knocks was kind of the way I had to do it. Yeah, and like you said, there's no one size fits all. And there's a few posts that go around on social media about when KFC, when the guy Kentucky Fried Chicken, when that actually sung. You know, a lot of these very successful businessmen, they didn't start until they were in their 40s, 50s, 60s. So, yeah, I mean, I think K- I, no, I think KFC was in his retirement age, right? He was like in his 50s or 60s, right? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, you're totally right. There's no normal path to it. Now, if we go back to, we've so we kind of touched on school, you weren't exactly um, a, a classic student, I guess, um, staying in no. and studying hard. <laughs> and no. you've gone into MLM and you've kind of decided that's not for you, which I don't blame you. A lot of people are very anti it, though I know a lot of people have a lot of success in it as well. But I think it's a bit like sales and, you know, our mutual friend of ours, Travis Chappell, who was a door salesman and, you know, he really goes hard on teaching you some of this, um, like lessons that he got from that, which is another job, a bit like a car salesman. We, we don't like them. We don't like salespeople. We don't like ML. We like to be like down on them. But some of the skills and the, you know, the lessons you get are massive. Yeah, hundred percent. You know what? I, I'm not going to speak ill of it. It did not work out for me, right? But um, I learned a couple of things. Like self development was one thing, but pushing yourself out of your comfort zone was a massive thing. Because I put it this way: when I was in high school, going back there for a second, I remember my teacher said, "Yeah, you, you know, you had to present something in class." You know what I would say? I would literally say, "No, fail me instead." And she would be like, "Get up and just do your thing." I'm like, "No, fail me." I was that shy. I would not get in front of the class. My own classmates. I, and this is a small town I grew up in. It's the same 28 people. <laughs> for the last you know 16 years we've been together um so for me to say that right it was uh that's where i came from but it pushed me to get in front of people and you know these get me on stage and talk about my story or whatever so um those were things that i took away for for sure was the business books the business lessons and the people were fantastic but um yeah the business model was not for me eventually um i did get into more traditional entrepreneurship so yeah, hundred percent. And um, you know, you not public speaking. Well, if you, when you, I suppose when you're at school, you don't think of it as public speaking. But I, I can't imagine you, the person I know now, who is the podcast host, <laughs> being so shy that you wouldn't get in front of them, the class. <laughs> Fail me. That's it. Yeah. Well, it shows you when it's your own business, though, the things that you will do that you wouldn't do otherwise. Yeah, I think so too. I think um, no one cares much about your business as you do and i think when things um push comes to shove and you gotta make this thing work you're gonna do whatever it takes um i think it's good i mean it's good to push yourself out of your comfort limits and uh, whatever that looks like you know it might be eventually leaving that job you know you've been doing that side hustle for a long time and eventually like in our case you're able to step out and do whatever you're doing full time and that's super uncomfortable because it's not the safe you know route we're taught to do is to you know stay in that same job and i could have coasted probably with that job right that was that for 15 years which was in communication um it was fan- it was great it paid the bills it built our dream life here in our in our rural canadian home um but it wasn't what i wanted to do i always had this itch of not entrepreneurship so much 
but an itch of doing something with like living a life of no regret, doing something that I was excited to do every morning, not just because it paid the bills. And that's eventually what got us out of that. that you need to have that why, I guess, right? What is it? What are, what's, what's that thing that gets you up in the morning? It gets you excited. And for me, it was to do something um, that was mine, not, not someone else's. So what was the first business that you started? Um, the first business we started would have been the wedding line business. So the, the wedding line business was something we were able to do while working full time. So, um, and introduced us just to like business basics as well, I guess, when it comes to like bookkeeping and, and just having running some numbers. Um, so the wedding line business, what that is very quickly, um, we, Christine's a graphic designer, my wife, Christine, we worked together and she created a wedding line and she built these things with her father. Or you can, in Canada, I don't know how it is in Australia, Megan, but um, rural weddings are very popular, especially here in, in central Canada. So people rent these beautiful outdoor venues or these beautiful, even indoor venues, but you can you can rent these items from us. Um, and the great thing is, is what we stored in the shed outside, people come and pick them up and then bring them to their, uh, to their wedding venue, whatever that looks like. They do the decor themselves. They place all these beautiful items and then they return them. So um, it's kind of like a hands-off kind of a business. We just have to make sure um, you know, damage deposits are taken care of, that sort of thing. So that was the, that was the first business. Okay. And then what, what came next after that? That was your subscription box. The subscription box. Yeah. So this was only launched two years ago. So December of 2019, we launched, um, our main bread and butter. This is what we do full time now is our subscription box business, which is called Louis and Leia. Which you have to go and check out because they are absolutely beautiful. And Eric's wife, Christine, is an amazing graphic designer, which I, I didn't realize was his wife when we first met virtually. Um, <laughs> right. But she is a fantastic graphic designer. The stuff that comes out, your social media, like, I don't have kids. And I am like, oh, I should really get this box. It looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, she's fantastic. She does all the design work. Thank goodness, because um, if you ever look into the cost of graphic designers, they're pretty expensive if you want to just kind of get them freelance. But um, mm -hmm. a good one will cost you good money. So it, but yep. they, you know, you get what you pay for, I guess. No, she does fantastic work there. And Louis and Leia is, is what it is, like the whole brand because of, of Christine, no doubt. Yeah. Um, and also you have got four boys and you're actually expecting your, your fifth child at the moment. So it's, yeah. It's obviously a passion, like you're big family people. Oh, hundred percent. This is what we do. Like we, um, we live it. Like we're, it's not just like something we thought it was a good idea, which it was, but it came out of like most businesses and entrepreneurs. Now, if I think of myself as an entrepreneur, it, it's from something that comes from a pain point, something that, you know, you think you could fix and do better than something that's out there. And, um, to our amazement, subscription boxes was never really a thing, um, until we saw it on Dragon's Den, which is like your shark tank, um, yep. equivalent, right? And we saw these, it was called meow box. And I was like, Oh, this is cool subscription model. So we, we were looking, we we're expecting number four. And we were looking at box, uh, an idea for like mom and babies and stuff. And there wasn't really anything out there. There was pregnancy boxes, but nothing quality that we wanted, like eco and kind of the things we now implement with our own subscription box. So that's how it's, that's how it actually all started, right? Was something that we live that we wanted to, to do better. That's already sort of out there, but not really what exactly how we've niched it down. So that's um that's that's Louis and Leah's birth, if you want. Yeah, and I mean, I guess I've I've known you for about eighteen months, so 
probably about six months into your journey and your family just oozes out of this business like you just let everyone in you can see how it's actually impacting you and how Christina uses these items as well through you know she gives this like I love stories I think stories are just worth their weight in gold the stories of how she needed the different pieces and how she's decided on what goes in the box because of needs that you've had through your own experiences which I think is massive like I love that yeah for sure and i think you always have to be ready to change as well because as since we launched a lot of things have changed like for example we launched with a quarterly subscription to celebrate the milestones so you're zero to three three to six right um and now we've actually moved just having conversations we're moving like to the next phase because with covid it's kind of changed everything and people are like oh this is this must be great for you guys what a you know just you guys struck the jackpot and we're like no actually because now what happens is that all the big players are also selling more online. So they're taking up all that ad space. So it's just costing us more and it's just getting actually harder to get noticed online. Um, it's harder to get visible because everyone is online. It's just, and it's probably the same thing for personal branding, for post personal coaches. Everyone's just in that same space now. It's just got more crowded, right? So oh, 100%. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's presented different challenges. So we've kind of pivoted with a monthly box and we still absolutely offer the quarterly box, but the monthly box now celebrates local artisans and makers. So actually everything, for example, in the brand new February box, the first one we're launching is handmade. Every single thing in there is handmade um, products by local um, business owners to help them and kind of support each other. But also we're using each other's personal brands to also kind of cross promote and collaborate. Yeah, I love that. And you're right, because when I started talking about personal branding about 18 months ago, and the, my business is really only about a year old when I've actually been in it full time, most people didn't know what personal branding was. Nobody was interested. Now everybody's talking about it because we have moved to a digital world. And if you don't have a personal brand or some sort of presence online, you just you disappear very, very quickly. A hundred percent. And I think there's multiple ways to do that, you know, podcasts, um, different ways to kind of get noticed, right? Which, of course... I also do. <laughs> um, yes, so. and that's what I want to talk about is the fact that you are the subscription box man. Now, I know that you say, no, no, I'm not an expert, but I, I'm pretty sure after over 100 episodes, you are, I, I would class you as an expert because you are talking to some big players in the subscription box industry. Tell me, what was the, what, what made you go into podcasting? What, why did you decide that was going to be the medium you'd go down? Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, it's hard to answer, actually, because I think when we first got into it together, right, with it was through a mastermind, I love listening to podcasts just as a medium um, to learn. So actually, when we were getting ready to launch Louis and Leia back, so let's go back into that February of 2018, and just doing research on the industry and stuff, there wasn't really much out there when it came to podcasts. Podcasts back then probably only had 600,000 um, shows of those, not many, there was like the box biz uh, by a mutual friend of mine, Steve Krakauer, which he didn't have that many episodes. So I I listened to all his episodes. There was subscription school by Craig Choi, some things online, but there wasn't really many podcasts really dedicated. Um, so I love a podcast called Entrepreneurs on Fire with John Lee Dumas. And I actually reached out to him, of all things, um, very naively, I must say, because <laughs> he's kind of a big deal. And I was like, uh, I just emailed him and he actually responded to me. I said, I want you to coach me personally. Like, I, I'll, I'll pay you whatever, just coach me. And he was like, um, no, but maybe try my friend Travis Chapel. I've coached him and he'll teach you everything um, that I know kind of thing. One of those kind of things, right? So he passed me on to Travis. I had never heard of Travis Chapel, So I, I started listening to a show, really liked it. It was about networking and the power of networking. Um, 
So building relationships that the right way, those kind of things. So I really got into his podcast, reached out to him, and he offered a VIP podcasting course, which I took. So um, Canadian country boy flew to Vegas a couple times to do his 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 course, and then his his um, his uh, his build your network live event. And that was great. I met a lot of people and that kind of like took off. I was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be that voice in the subscription space. And I'm going to start a podcast to help other subscription entrepreneurs that are looking to start. And that was the whole premise. And it's still to this day, the premise of the show is to help other people start their own subscription box. And I have people now in Iceland and Australia and Egypt listening to the show. Literally, I think we're on every single continent. Uh, people listen to the podcast um, that are starting their own subscription boxes. And the great thing is, Megan, I don't have to be the expert because I'm not. <laughs> I'm still not. I just interview the experts. And like you mentioned before, over 100 episodes now with like some of the world's biggest subscription boxes. And they get on the show and they talk about their story, how they grew their own business. And people can listen to that and, and, and learn to through them, not not through me. I'm just the conduit to to the experts. Congratulations. That's massive. Like to be that wide, like to be that global. But I think that's um well it's credit to you because I think you do a great job at interviewing. I listen to a lot of your episodes. Um you know I'm actually well I'm sponsoring one of your well a couple of your episodes because I actually have that much faith in it. I just think it's really great show. I think that you've got a great audience. I think that you're building something amazing, um, and I'm so happy to be supporting that. So um, that's fantastic. Congratulations! I'm so, I'm so chuffed for you. That's the thing that's really brilliant. Um, uh, but just to talk about a little bit more about that, you. Um, you are talking to experts and you're kind of gleaning some information from them as well. But I think what I really love about your show is the stories because there are subscription boxes out there. I didn't even know existed. Like what was the one I saw the other day? Stickers. Like someone sends you stickers every month or something like it's incredible. It's incredible for such a big industry. It's very, it's, it's a niche industry, but it's also wow. a massive one. And especially if you start integrating actually what subscriptions um, as a service are, right? Like you start thinking about Netflix, Spotify, some of the big players that people, everyone knows what subscriptions are, right? Um, so mm -hmm. the actual, if you look at subscriptions as an industry, it's huge. But if you just want to really niche it down to subscription box, that itself is a massive industry. Like you think of the bark boxes of the world and FabFitFun and some of these big players. But then you can also get down to mom and pop shops, like small ones like Lou and Leia and Marshmallow Clubs. And like people are like, what just boxes? Like you can literally, I challenge anyone to always do this. Think of your your niche thing that you're into, whatever your, 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 um, what do you call it, your side hustle or whatever you're like, you're, you like doing on the side, Google it and you're going to find a subscription box for it. For example, I had a, a friend of mine who's like in, he's studying to be a, um, to fly planes and um, a pilot. <laughs> it's early here. So then he's, he's like, uh, he's like, you think there's really subscription box or plus? I'm like, I don't know, probably. So we Googled it. Sure enough, there was like this aviation box or whatever. So, I mean, there's literally th something for everyone. And if it doesn't exist, why don't you Start get in it. there and create it? Oh, absolutely. And it's one of those things you can absolutely, you don't have to go all in at the start. You can just build it slowly, keep working your job, um, you kind of burn the candle at both ends and eventually maybe take it full time. No, no question. You can do it. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think, you know, I'm, I'm, we talk about this quite a lot, especially in our mastermind, we were talking about it, the importance of having a niche and, you know, you don't want a niche too soon. And you are testament to that as well. You've tried lots of different things until you found what works for you as well. But 
whether the power of a niche is something incredible and i think when you look at the subscription box industry you don't get many more industries that show that many examples of how you can actually build very successful businesses on tiny little um, niches that most people would think nobody wants that yeah there's an incredible one actually she's in our she's in our facebook group um her name is seda farrell and, and she I, I think she's the most niche I've ever heard of. And she's got a rock in business now. She was like an editor's pick for Crate Joy. If those who have never heard of Crate Joy, it's one of the big four when you're talking about subscription uh, website platforms. And it's a marshmallow club. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to be reaching out to her because she's, I want her on the show as well because mar like how uh, marshmallows, like what? <laughs> well, it's good because um, you Canadians love your schmores, which I had never heard of until. Um... <laughs> <laughs> my new Canadian family told me about that. <laughs> yeah, those are uh, unbelievable. Do you guys have a lot of bonfires in Australia? Um, no, and we we actually have fire bans here quite a lot as well because um, it's so sense. dry and then the heat. But we have a little um, fire in the backyard and that's how I've had my schmores because Stefan makes them for me there. <laughs> yeah, that's what you on fires. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Um, okay, so that's a pretty major niche that you've got there. Um, now, what is next for you, Eric? Um, that's a great question. I think it's just keep growing this the monthly right now. We're really focused on the monthly. The quarterly is doing great. We're um, that's kind of kind of do its own thing. Um, so it's just working on the monthly, getting noticed, collaborating with local entrepreneurs. We're hoping things open up here. We're still in code red here in, in central Canada. So things can open up. I want to get into more trade shows as well and farmers markets and just kind of like yep. grow locally. So this one, we're going to kind of start differently. The first box we started like Canada, US and really focused on the American market. And this one now with everything going on, like I said, we really focused in and we're kind of just refocusing our our attention on the local market and we want to be the local experts first because there's too many people around here in our own town like our town has 1100 people and i'd venture to say probably and we know everyone in town um but i'd venture to say probably most people don't even know what we do we'll go to the grocery store and they're like you guys do this like full time what is this what, like what is this subscription box we really kind of want to get the word out locally i think that's our focus for 2021 is growing um and collaborating with local artisans and and just local people just to know what is um subscription boxes and what it is louis and leah that's fantastic love that i i also love the the local feel to it because um i actually had this conversation this morning with my business coach about how you know we're feeling a little bit trapped because we're stuck in you know code red or zone a or whatever it is in your country mm -hmm. or your town western australia we're obviously wide open but we can't get in or out um that you know the world felt very small a year ago or 18 months ago like you know we could be anywhere tomorrow if we really wanted to if you had the money and could buy a flight you could get to the other side easy whereas now we're not and i think more and more people are shopping local are supporting local or appreciating what's in their backyard a little bit more so it's a great time to be actually focusing there and i love that your subscription box is now not just about promoting it and selling it to your local community but you're actually supporting it as well with bits and pieces that are created and built in your community as well which is lovely yeah and it came it's, you know it's just covid trends i call them right it's one of those things where it came out of that and i think it's important that um to refocus on that and i think now like we we're talking about earlier about how hard it is to get noticed you know like you can have the, the greatest product online whether it's your program or if it's a, our subscription box but if no one knows about it what's the point so i think i always get asked like you know how can you get noticed more organically like facebook ads 
costs have risen. It's hard to get through to that. Um, you know, you're, if you're into Google ads and you want to search, like your clicks are could be two, three dollars a click. Like it's expensive to, to get noticed. So there's so many different avenues. We get asked all the time, like, well, how do you get grow organically? I think one of those easiest ways is just to, is to partner and collab with um, other companies that are in the same boat as you that don't have the big marketing budgets that these big companies do. But you do have Instagram and Facebook accounts where you can kind of like um, feed off of each other and help get noticed that way. And I think, again, growing kind of like in and then expanding outwards is is a great way to do that. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, word of mouth is always king. So any way that you can actually start chipping away and getting people to talk about you, you know, that's always going to be your cheapest and your easiest way to market as well. Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Excellent. So you've also got your Facebook um, group that is for anyone with a subscription box, and you're on Instagram. We've talked a bit about that, and I know you're on LinkedIn because we're connected there, and that's my favorite place to be. How else can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so I think there's we have a couple of Facebook groups uh, for the subscription box show, like the podcast. Uh, it's just search the subscription box show Facebook group on Facebook. There's a growing community there. It's really growing. It's it's fun, and I at first when you start one of these things, you're not too sure how it's going to work out, but it's just now naturally growing, and, and you know, like five ten people are getting suggested by Facebook every day. And I'm not even sure if that's a big number, but we just launched it not too long ago. So for me, it's it's great to see all these people coming in. And I know this because this is one of the questions I'm asking when they come in before I approve them. And I made it a private group. So that's one way. Um, if you're a mom and just want some mom resources or you're expecting, um, or even for grandmas, like the, the raising little ones, Louie and Leia raising little ones, Facebook group is a fantastic resource. Um, lots of moms in there share, whether you're expecting or experienced. And then just on the website as well, the best way to connect is just to go to louieandleia.com. There's, um, a contact button there and there's a ton of free resources too. So even if you can't, um, maybe buy a box for, if you're in Australia or if you're in Europe yet, you can certainly download the free resources that is going to help any mom there as well. And then the subscription box show.com. That's the other place. It's just our website. Excellent. I'm not in the Louis, Louis and Leah um, Facebook group, but for the subscription box Facebook group, I, I do love that one. I don't have a subscription box model, obviously, but I do see a lot of knowledge shared on there. It's not just you pumping out the information. There's a lot of people asking questions and putting out their their own um, tips and tricks as well, which I think is really great, which, um, you know, also you can kind of use for a service provider like I am as well. It's not just for products, but I know that the main focus is for products. So if anyone has a subscription, whether it's a membership type subscription for your or, um, like a membership for your website or something like that or if you have a physical box that goes out to people um, I would definitely check that out and connect with Eric either on LinkedIn Facebook or Instagram wherever you hang out as well he's very 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 valuable <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I love LinkedIn too to be honest I, it's a great spot for me it's probably my favorite platform um, Instagram I feel I have one especially like for Louie and Leia it's, it, it's huge but for, um, yeah. for me it's it's, I feel like I have to be there, but it's not my favorite platform. I think uh, I like Facebook, Facebook groups and LinkedIn for sure. It's the best place to find me. Excellent. Love that. Thank you so much for your time, Eric. I'm going to put your links in the show notes for anyone who is listening or watching. And other than that, thank you so much for your time and I will chat to you soon. Yeah, this is great. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thanks so much for listening to Personal Branding Exposed. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the others, then please listen to some more, but also share it with your friends and leave a review. I'm a pretty new podcast, so that means quite a lot for me and I really appreciate your kind words. Social media, if you have any feedback or you just want to just want to chat really send me a message i'm normally found on instagram or linkedin they're where i like to hang out but i do have facebook if that's your thing and also on the website you can get my details there and you can get in touch thank you so much for getting this far if you want a little bit more though these episodes actually go out live every tuesday at 8 p.m western standard time here in western australia at 8 p.m which if you're in canada or america that'll be first thing in the morning for you so you can uh, listen over your morning coffee and if you're in the uk it'll be over your lunch break I speak to these amazing people every single Tuesday and they just expose their personal brands to us. They tell us what makes them tick, what motivates them. We hear their stories of where they've come from and where they are now and how they got there. There's loads you can take from this, lots of uh, motivation and inspiration. Like These people are awesome and they've really niched down. They know what it is that they're doing, so there's so much to take away from them. I have got this amazing lineup of people coming up, so make sure it's in your diary, 8pm Western Standard Time and the podcast drops every Wednesday. Till next time.